Sample the drop, feeling all the weight of the world Your saviour, how to save myself? Music, only made it to help To enable myself to face each day that I'm fell So how can I be your hero? When I barely saved myself I gave you my world, what you want from me? My heart and soul, it's all raw honesty Wanna see me, lost in this movement My life secrets, dropped on acoustics With a shoestring budget, no huge hits While you sit judging, I'm useless So walk a mile in my shoes, kids A new sense since walking a booze head A huge debt, it is left on my memory Blue pen, setting on my venom free Floating, I'm lost in this melody My therapy, give a fuck about a legacy Never been about loot or a royalty check It ain't for my boys of respect It's about grievous Christ Taking thorns from his head So I can find peace When I crawl to my death So I'm remembered for good Not awful instead For my tombstone What'll be on yours when it's read? Financial gain, kilograms of cane, I was measuring Till the damsel came, see I was saved by your heroine Leela, my lady, my medicine, my baby is heaven sent Angel that's devilish, thought music could save me from everything But it turns to my pain, it's my nemesis, my every wish Take back the pain I caused her, and maybe we could make a daughter Maybe we could make a family, I could be a better man, not make you angry Maybe I can break the cycle No traits of Michael No crazy psycho And be a soulmate to die for But you deserve more than I've got Picking up these pieces Whether you Magic and Hash. We're back with the other half of the Sean Corb episode. Enjoy. Hit us up with all your inquiries at blah, 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 Tim's Closer. All right. So that was fun, Sean. Thanks, man. No, thank you, guys. I felt like we had a couple real moments there. It wasn't like terrible, but. Oh, for sure. I, I want to like talk shit about my ex-wife. I need a forum to really just rub dirt in her face and vagina. You know what I mean? Really just ruin her. I hope my ex-wife yeah, hears it. You, if she, if you do, if, I don't mind my ex-wife hearing me talk shit. She can. I'm sure she's heard it plenty of times. So yeah, and it's like, man, you had a love. She walked away from it. She fuck her, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Is your yeah. ex-wife still doing a bunch of coke, Tim? I think so. Yeah. She's getting super thin. It's like I'm running all the time and she's just like dropping weight and like going out and partying. It's just like it's so irritating. Fuck. She calls me a fat piece of shit. Fuck her. What are, <laughs> what are you running from? What are you running from? From everything, my feelings mostly. <laughs> from the pain. <laughs> uh, pain. Oh shit, man! The rejection. My kid's disappointment. Oh. I, I'm I think glad we were able to get right on now. here and talk about magic, man. But what are we gonna? Why? Why? We needed to talk about something other than magic. This is gonna be a really boring episode. <laughs> we need to like punch it up. You seen the new movie? It. Georgie. Hell yeah. I'm listening to the book as we speak as well. Like the actual book. Do you want to balloon to a Georgie? The remake. I didn't know Have there you was got a kid to the part in it. with the orgy yet. Have you got on orgy? that part right now? It just started when I was uh, earlier. Wasn't it like the come on the cookie part or something like that? Come on this. No, they all have to have sex with her at the end of the book at, at, to get out of the, the tunnel at the end of the like when they defeat it so they can escape. She's like, calm down. Everybody just have sex with me one at a time. So we can escape the the sewer system. I don't remember any of that. I don't, I read it when I was like fourteen. I don't remember that at all. Wow. And like it's like a Berenstain Bears type thing for me. Yeah, Berenstain Berenstain or Beerstain. I, I don't know. I remember both of the Berenstains, and I have like there's like you see all these memes it's like this and this, and it's like I have a book that's from McDonald's that's spelled incorrectly, and then I have I have the actual book which is spelled differently. But it's not like some crazy like conspiracy. I just think McDonald's is fucking dumb. I mean, a lot of people believe that there was a uh, Sinbad genie movie as well. Do you believe that to be a true thing? I did see that movie, but it was... You sure it wasn't Shaquille O'Neal? I think it was Shaquille O'Neal, bro. <laughs> but Sinbad did something, right? He- no, he was just a tall black guy with an earring. He was not a. <laughs> well, he did like. Right around the same time, he had like in the house was like a movie where he was like a famous guy. Right around the time, so then people are like Sinbad, Egyptian, whatever, and then Shaquille O'Neal came out with Shaq Fu or whatever, and like, I don't know. It seems weird. It's like, I, I I remember that shit. Oh my god, dude. Shaq Fu was the worst fucking game, dude. Dude, it's terrible. It's like Sega Genesis was was like a worse version of Super Nintendo. Like, a lot of the games just looks like... I don't know. I've played side-by-side side because, like, I have a modded Xbox, so I, I have, like, thousands of games. I can play, like, the Sega version and then the Super Nintendo version, like even split screen if I wanted to to see kind of like how they play and uh, it's just so different Super Nintendo really like put in the time to make it feel good like responsive like Sega like went for the better graphics but like it's like they had three buttons and a lot of time it was just like your guy was jumping and like hanging midair a lot of times so like you had no response time and like I don't know I thought Sega games were pretty weak have you ever played the game Landstalker? Like that was on Sega Genesis. It was like a kind of like a a Zelda ripoff. I'll check it out. I'll check it out because I, I played. It was a great game. It had like this book where you ate acid. 
Oh man. And you would like trip out for like half the game. It was amazing. Like I love that game so much. I'm always looking for these old titles that people played and they're like, oh, it was awesome because I have every game. So I'll go, I'll play Landstalker. Um, one of my favorite games on Sega Genesis was Toad Jam and Earl. Oh, that game's amazing. Did you ever play that? That game's amazing. Uh, yeah, in the second one. That game was dope, dude. You get like the rocket boots. Like there was like no point in the game. Like even if you get to like level 15 or whatever, you're like, it doesn't matter. Nothing happens ever. Really. I mean, like you build your ship and win the game or something. Like I did it once. I think. Remember, I Echo the Dolphin was underrated too. Echo the Dolphin was the shit, but it's like I had it on Sega Game Gear, so it was like, meh. Like the real Sega one was sweet. I liked the game with the Seven Up spot. That was a cool game. See, I had Sega Saturn also, so like you had you had nights where you're like floating around through the rings, and it was like the first like 3D game that was actually pretty good. And then they also had like Ready to Rumble Boxing. Uh, let's get. No, dude, Ready to Rumble Boxing was on Dreamcast, not on Saturn, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. What else did Saturn have? No. BMX Biking. That was my favorite game on Dreamcast. Dude, I wanted to have a, I wanted to have Sega Saturn or Dreamcast, but I was too poor for that shit. I had Nintendo 64. That was pretty cool. Yeah, dude. But the best game for that was came with the game. Oh, for sure, dude. Mario, right? Or what else? What else? What? Goldeneye? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, dude. Well, Mario... Mario just Perfect had that dark. playability to where you could just like get stoned and just like skate around on a turtle shell for like an hour, you know, <laughs> just like see how far you can go around on those fucking turtle shells. Like a lot of systems, like there was a couple systems later on where the first game that you get with it sucked. So it's like Mario was like, you get the system and you could play thousands of hours with the game that came with it. And you're like, man, I love my Nintendo 64. I'm going to go home and play Mario today. And it's just like, once you beat it, you're like, meh. But then they had Goldeneye. They had, like you said, Perfect Dark. Like, N64 had, like, a lot of sweet games. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, dude. KI Gold was a fucking super sweet fighting game for N64. I jammed the shit out of that. They had the best wrestling games, like fucking uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour and Revenge. And they had uh, WWF Attitude and fucking no mercy i think was another one on there that was like the wrestling games they have today are kind of fucking weak dude because like they're so much like subpar how games run these days like games are so fucking good and realistic these days but the wrestling games are all kind of shitty but back in the day that was fire my favorite wrestling game of all time was on the Super Nintendo and it was Royal Rumble and I was Shawn Michaels and I'd fucking wreck people. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks that drives a girl. I like the NWA games from like Super Nintendo. Like like the thing where you could just be Ric Flair and he was the only good character in the whole game. You're like 
Rick Slayer of the Road Woo! versus Dusty Rhodes. Don't know who else it can be. Just gonna be these guys over and over again. Woo! I just like the NWA. Rick Flair was the best. Just talking shit and being on drunk as fuck. Woo! Nature Boy, man. And the thing is, with the Super Nintendo Royal Rumble version, with Shawn Michaels, you could go forward, forward, like like circle or X or whatever it was. Like, like Luke King's, you know? But it's like he would lunge and do the, like scissor kick around their neck and flip them over them so you could do the royal rumble match and you'd like flick people over the ropes like nobody's business like forward forward over the ropes like you just have to be like backing up towards the ropes and they'd be coming at you and be like you're gone you know it's like it was cheap as fuck but that guy was dope and i was like i love this you know and it's like even when i'm doing like 1v1 my friend i'm just like flinging them out of the ring all the time they're just like god damn it like get in the ring and i'm just like do it again flick you out of here with n64 they also had the Star Wars titles like Shadows of the Empire, you know? Oh, that was awesome, yeah. And when golf games got good too, like the Tiger Woods stuff started on 64. Straight when up. All sporting games got way better on 64, like the NK. The racing NBA games NBA. on 64 were pretty dope. The Cruising USA and Cruising World, that was awesome. And N64 was actually the first place where things got like haptech feedback where is it vibrated so they got the rumble pack. So like things started all sorts of electronics in the world started getting these little motors with a weight in them that spins when when something happens. And it's like that all happened because N64 and people want to feel like it vibrate when you start shooting a gun and shit, you know, it feels good, man. Definitely. <laughs> Video games have given us so much. The movie I The Matrix. Is really where things came into its own. Like the original games. PlayStation. Because you had like Bushido Blade. That was just an amazing game that me and my friends would play for hours. And Soul Calibur. Just, uh, just so many fun games for that. And then you had like the Resident Evil games were just amazing. Resident Evil. So Bushido Blade was was unique because like it was realistic where like one slash would end your opponent. Yeah, if you hit their if you hit their head, it was over. So you like move for stance, so, like you move like like you were actually sword fighting. You'd be like trying to like set your stance so that you could deflect perfectly and then swing at them or whatever. So it's like you're like changing your foot stance and shit. Like it was a cool game. Yeah, but there's not a lot of replay to it. Like, you could, as long as you're stoned, you can play it. But, like, if you're sober, like, and try to go back and play Bushido Blade, don't do it because you're like, oh shit, I gotta change my stance and change my stance. Don't do it, man. And change my stance. And I'm gonna change my stance. (laughs) And I'm gonna dance. And I'm gonna dance. And I'm gonna dance. And I'm gonna dance. And that's it. Like, you're like, what? Did you ever play Destrega? Did you ever play Destrega for PS1? It's like, it's kind of like uh, shit like that, but like you have like all these like uh, fireballs, like Hadoukens type shit, but like you can take hits, but it's like battle shit where like you're in like a bamboo forest, you're fighting your dude like samurai swords and shit. But you're like launching like energy force shits at them and like basically blocking's pretty easy. So you could be like in midair, like about to lunge an attack and like they're th- shooting fireballs up at you and you like block midair, hit, 
the ground and you're like lunging at them. Like it's a pretty sweet game. Like it's all about the block. Have you played nitrous oxide for a PlayStation? No, what's that? Oh, it's like a racing game. It's like, it's kind of like a racing game. Yeah. You're like riding in a vehicle through these like trippy ass tunnels that are all like, they look, the game looks like an acid trip and it has music from the chemical brothers in it. It's fucking sweet to play when you're stoned. Were you like riding like a, was that the Ski-Doo game? What was the Ski-Doo game that was for PlayStation 1 where you just... Wipeout! Wipeout! Oh my god, I remember loving Wipeout when it came out. Like, I was like, this is so much fun, like... The same game. Or Jet Moto. It was Jet Moto, yeah. Where you... It was like basically a rocket engine on like a... Like a... uh, Sea do, yeah, but it's like, yeah, there's jet skis, right? Yeah, ski dudes, jet skis. I'm saying a brand name, I guess. I don't really know. Jet Moto, they also had Road Rash, which was sweet on the PS1, where like you could like take a chain and like fucking wreck people when you're riding on a motorcycle, just like, yeah, fuck you, bitch, you're bringing it back, they're bringing back Road Rash. Let's see, that was the first one they had Gran Turismo for, the first Grand Theft Auto, Need for Speed. Oh, Gran Turismo 4? Oh my god, it was like three discs. I love that game. God, I spent so much time, I was like, that's why I drive like a fucking race car. I drive a WRX, but it's like, I want like an Evo that's pimped out. I want like a fucking... A Nissan Skyline? Yeah. A Skyline? Yeah, 1200 fucking horsepower jesus fucking christ it's like in that game it's like that was the car you that you buy and then like you're like is that horsepower real like what and then you like get in it's like it's like it's like drag race you can't even turn it's just like no you wreck every time you're just like flying into the wall flying into the wall but it's like you still won every race because it's like i just turn it up and it's like Gun it! Oh, God. I love the Nissan Skyline. Or, like, a Suzuki, like, Escudo fucking, uh, like, rally car with the huge wings and shit. And you're, like, you're in, like, a fucking 50cc, like, shitty fucking Geo Metro, like, race. And you're, like, sparks and shit are flying out of your car. You're, like, I love this game. And then Final Fantasy VII was on that one. Yeah, dude. Cloud, Sephiroth. I liked Twisted Metal also. Like, oh I think they God. should make more games like that that are driving and shooting. That shit was so hard, Twisted but Twisted Metal so was fun. a classic game. Like, that game is. They should blame that black. Twisted Metal Dark, Twisted Metal Dark was just so much fun. Yeah, dude, I love, I love how they, like, added, like, film noir slash, uh, like, video game. Because, like, every. It was like a Twilight Zone ending for every character. So you, like, had to beat the game with every character to find out the twisted up ending, you know? So good. It's like Death Race 2000. That's what it reminded me of. The old one, not the remake bullshit one with Jason Statham. What? I, I drool on Jason Statham. Oh, God. <sighs> Crank 2 uh, is like my Bible. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, transport this. Oh, God. Just get one out real quick. You know, get it out. Shave my head and I lube it with with coconut oil because I feel like I want to be ready for him.
is that why you are is that why you're bald do you fucking shave your head so you'll look like jason statham and you'll be ready for him i don't do that like that you fucking asshole i uh um i got lock stock and two fucking smoking barrel uh no sid dude that's bullshit first of all and uh second of all PlayStation games. Uh, Mr. Grimm was my favorite Twisted Metal character. I loved, even though his armor. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it is so hard to beat the game with Mr. Grimm, dude. But I feel you. I feel you. I know. He's so weak. He's like a piece of paper, like floating through this shit. But then like his his power is special is just like kills anything it hits. Just like wreck you. And then Warthog was another one because he was stable, had good armor, and his his shit was like three quarters of the way. But yeah, Twisted Metal, you know, it's all about the fucked up ending. What about Axel, the dude with two wheels, and he was just like a body in the middle? He's just like, I liked Roadkill. He was like a hobo, but he had like a sweet car. And you're just like, what the fuck, dude? How are you like this homeless guy with this fucking super sweet car? You live in a fucking garbage dump and you built a like a combat car out of fucking junk. That's awesome. (laughs) You can never be homeless if you have a car because technically you have a mobile uh, area code, right? Yeah, I mean, you got a home. It's just a small home. You can't have mail delivered to a car, though, can you? You can. It's called a PO box. Um, it's it's very easy to set up. You can send drugs or whatever you want to it, and very low check, very low security. People don't even know they exist a lot of time. But you show up to the the post office. You have a little key. You open your little box. Uh, your magic presence happened to you, and then you close your box and walk away, and no one gets arrested. Holy shit! That's awesome! I, they they have that? You can just go get one? And just have a fucking box at the post office? Anybody can get one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have to have yeah, you have to have someone else's ID, though. That's the thing, because unless you're, like, legit. I don't know who's legit, but, I mean, you want to have, like... No, not me. Not me. <laughs> no. All right, so you go down there with your BID, Sid, uh-huh. and okay. you just you sign up for one at the post office, okay. and you, you have anything sent there. All right. Even rifles, and they'll just hold it at the desk, and they'll be like, here's your rifle sent here. No, not rifles, dude. I want to fight... I want gay guns. I'm not a fucking terrorist. Shut up. So speaking of the open that I, I did well at, I forgot to tell you guys, going on at the same time was a gun show right next door in the same venue as the Magic Tournament. So there was like AR-15s and M-16s being shown off right outside the room where we were playing Magic. It was very bizarre to see like bazookas being carried in and just like random landmines and just... You know, six shooters and just all the types of guns and weapons at a magic tournament that you never see. Welcome to Kentucky, where everything is about guns. So basically, did you see people walking around with like guns on their hip, like concealed carry because of the, the, the gun show right there? There was an old lady who was walking in on a walker and she had a rifle stuck in the front of it, like carrying it in with her walker. Oh, dude, I'm going to have a sweet sound effect after that. That's fucking cool. Is Louisville is Louisville a pretty big town? 
Louisville is like the Houston, Texas, or the Austin, Texas of Kentucky. It's like the one cool place in all of a straight racist redneck horrible place. So you have oh. Louisville, which is brilliant and lovely. It's like Austin, Texas. It's amazing. And then a bunch of crazy rednecks. Is it Sean Lewis Gorb or Sean Louis Gorb? Lewis, Lewis. That was my dad's name. His name. He actually went by Louis. So, you know, I don't know. Nobody calls me that. You never know because some people pronounce their S's. I mean, it's fucking. Have you ever met Jim Cornette? He's he's from Louisville. He lives. In I've Louisville. met Jim Cornette probably like five or six times. Actually, R.I.P. Lance Russell. You know, I don't know if you guys know about wrestling very much, but uh, around here there used to be the CWA and then the USWA, and Lance Russell was the host of that, and he died yesterday. So. Oh no, bummer, R.I.P. Dude. Oh, R.I.P. Lance Russell. Yeah, he was a great. Tom a Petty great died this too. week too, man. Yeah, le- yeah. I remember Lance Russell, dude. That's that sucks, man. Not really. He was like ninety two, so you know. Okay. The trumpets played the trumpets and twenty gun salute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he was pretty old. He was like Hugh Hefner. Everybody was like. I can't believe Hugh Hefner died. What a surprise. I'm like, dude. He's, I was like, that guy was so fucking old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> dude hasn't had sex in like 15 years. Just put him out of his misery. He's walking around all he's sexy. Have you read about the horror stories of, of the, the Hugh Hefner horror no, stories are just Let's so great it. about like how he would let his dogs like shit all over his room and like he would have girls come in and like ask him for money. Like all his girlfriends would have to come in and be like, can I have my allowance? And he'd be like, well, you went out with a guy last night. Do you think you still deserve an allowance? It's like, and then when they would have like these sex orgies, he'd be like, make girls get on top and ride his dick like five minutes each girl, you know, and like he would just like abuse them and like they'd have to like sit on the piss and shit floor with the dogs and stuff. Oh, God, it was just great. Well, Sean, I mean, if you own a Playboy Mansion, what would you do with it? All right, seriously, let's not fucking judge a man because that all sounds legit if I have fucking. I would buy puppy pads and make people take my dogs outside. Whatever. I wouldn't be some crazy animal freak, but it's like the five minutes per chick thing. That doesn't sound anything out of the ordinary that I would ask for. (laughs) That actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Just next, next. And you get to fuck every celebrity you ever dreamed about. You just get to go downstairs afterwards. Five minutes. Go next. You know, I, you have to fuck a screech every once in a while, but you get to like schmooze with fucking Tupac and not Tupac, but you know, like alive people. Yeah, Johnny Depp and shit, Brad Pitts and whatnots. You know, but you gotta suck suck the old man's dick. So was gotta- is the Playboy Mansion actually a whorehouse or not, man? Like I, that always confused me because I didn't think whores were legal in los angeles but you know you go there and you get laid and i'm pretty sure that you probably pay for it like how's that work no i think it's invite only you just have to be invited it is invite only but a lot of tickets are sold there and it is almost implied that you will get laid and basically hugh hefner has a carom of girls that he they go about the party and basically act like strippers at a strip club and like you're eating your dinner with your buddy and they come and like start stroking your lap and shit and be like, Hey, you want to go to the grotto? And like, 
They're basically paid to go fuck as many people as possible. That's awesome. Right? Is that legal, though? That's the thing. Like, is it legit? Because if so, we need to go. <laughs> the thing is, they're contractually obligated through, you know, the photo shit. I don't think they are forced to do any sex stuff. But, you know, if if they want to, basically, because Hugh insists it, then it's kind of their own will, right? Is that like him forcing sex? I mean, I'm sure things, stories will come forward now. But, I mean, essentially, he has a legal right to say, oh, no, like, sex was not really, like, I didn't force these girls to have sex with them. But it's it's so implied, almost where, like, the whores from before train the new whores to go out and whore about, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean... I just, I don't know, man. If it's, if it's legit, we need to go there. We need to go to Nevada too, man. Dude, I doubt the Playboy Mansion is still popping. I bet it, like all those chicks, like they like unlocked their, their fucking chastity belt and they all ran free like bunnies scattering every direction. They're like, Hugh Hefner's dead. And then like all these doves like flowed free. Boom. Like, I think they were set free, you know, like fly away. You're free now. He's dead. If you had unlimited, hot, 18, 19, 20-year-old pussy, where would you have them sit in your shit-infested house, Sean Corb? I mean, like, really, what do you want this guy to do? I mean, do you want them to stand on each other's shoulders and just form like a giant pillar? Because they have to sit somewhere. And your dogs have to poop somewhere because you want their love 24-7. You want them around you, right? You're not going to have them go outside where an eagle can come scoop them up. You want little muffins. And you also want your 18-year-old hot puss on reserve. That makes sense. That makes sense. I just feel like it's a double-edged sword, and, and he did the best he could. Rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. I, God. You were a pioneer, man. You were a pioneer of making horse-sitting dog shit. <laughs> A true American, you know, he like really did it right. Like it's what we all aspire to be. We all know what a grotto is, thanks to Hugh Hefner. It's basically a waterfall you fuck chicks under, and I'm gonna build one. I build one. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, I wonder if the water's cold in the grotto because sometimes you know, if you're fucking in a cold water, it's a jacuzzi. A jacuzzi. The jacuzzi. I actually know. I know everything about the Playboy Mansion. Um, I have aspirations to buy it someday with my magic and hash money. Please donate to Patreon.com. We have like $17 a month and it pays for a Dropbox. So listen, we need Playboy Mansion money. We have Sean Corp. If you want more Sean Corp, um, donate $1,000 a month. Sean, do you have any money? You can you help us buy the Playboy Mansion? Uh, you know, I feel like you guys should just do like a you know an invite to the Playboy Mansion for a 17k you know buy into your Patreon. You know, like for the 17k a month members, they get an invite to the Playboy Mansion. I mean, nobody's gonna do it. So if you just get enough of those, if people actually do start to do it, then that's when Magic Ash takes off. Dude, my house is like a grotto on weekends, so she gets crazy. But I think we could just have a trip to Timmy's house in Colorado. I like pump you full of weed because it's legal here. It's not like I'm like 
saying, hey, I'll give you drugs. But it's like when you're in Colorado, I'm going to like pump as much smoke as I can into your lungs and body and then feed you edibles when you're not knowing it. So it's like you're going to feel like you're, you're tripping the whole time. But it's part of the Magic and Hash experience for thousands of dollars. Edibles aren't drugs, so it's okay. Will there be horrors? Will there be horrors, though? Anybody who hangs out with me on a daily basis is going to get whores. Okay, so there good. are magic and hash groupies, is what you're saying. All right. So if you're if you're part of this tier, you're gonna you're gonna experience full whores. All right. I only deal with every orifice horse too. Like I don't. There's no picky horse. <laughs> magic. The magic and hash groupies. The magic and hash ladies. Like they will every orifice you, and they will receive every orifice because. They're givers, and we only like givers here at Magic and Hash. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash Magic and Hash. Ah, I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> we love givers. Please donate. Sean Corb loves givers as well. Lick, lick the ball sack, because that's an orifice to somebody. Give, give, give everything you can. Give him. I know. Well, and if you like Tim, he will personally jerk you off. He'll give anyone a handy for $500. I I assure you it's true. I am a construction worker. What? So cheap. Tim has very, very like rough, callous hands because he's a hardworking man. So when you get a fucking handjob from Tim, it's the manliest handjob. He has the hands of like a 19th century railroad worker. I have the grip of John Coffey from the Green Mile. Like it's it's a burly handshake. And I'm I'm gonna give that to you because you know what? And I'm only gonna charge five hundred dollars because I hate giving that same hand job to myself it's, it's a rough and he knows what he's doing he's jerked off lots of times and he's like john coffee able to bring life to your dick so if you're limp he can he can take care of you i just want mr jingles to do his thing Whew. um i think we should wrap it up here's part of magic and hash's lost tapes the first part of an episode that never aired Dude, I'm fucking running ragged. I forgot that it was daylight savings time, so I, like, didn't go to bed an hour early like I should have. Yeah, I know, me too. My daughter... Fuck daylights, dude. <laughs> my daughter got dropped off this morning, and I was just like, fuck. Uh, is she still over there? She's up watching Beauty and the Beast, and I gave her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and some juice, so she should be locked down for a while. Ah, oh, bro, Beauty and the Beast is a dope-ass movie. Yeah, the new they're one. remaking it too. I know it's coming out next weekend. She's so excited about it. How how old do you think a kid needs to be before they can see a Nightmare Before Christmas? What's this? Because that movie's really fucking spooky, but it's also a lot of fun. Yeah, I showed it to her last year, and she's like three, and she kept calling it the scary movie, but she wanted to keep watching it. She's like, can, watch, <laughs> can I watch the scary movie? So she liked it. It was kind of fun. With the wave of my hand in a well-placed mode, I have swept the very bravest off her feet. My ex's son, when he was like five, I showed him Gremlins. First one that was like rated R. And I didn't really realize it until they put the first Gremlin like in a blender and shit. I'm just like, oh, this shit is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, that's weird because they used to have like back in the 80s, they would have these R-rated movies, but they would try to market them to kids. Because I remember like the Terminator. I'll be back. Bro, the Terminator is like a fucking graphic ass movie, but Terminator was huge with the kids, dude. Same with RoboCop. Yeah, RoboCop was another one when I saw it when I was really young because my parents didn't know it was that bad. And then uh, I like had nightmares from RoboCop. And then RoboCop 2, when the kid, like one of the kids is like a bad guy and he's just like a mob yeah. boss and he walks around in a suit. And I was like, that kid's badass. And then he gets shot in the back of like an armored car and he's sitting there bleeding out. And then as a kid, I was just like, holy fuck, kids can die. And it just, <laughs> it just like, boom. <laughs> I didn't realize any of that shit. Like, it just totally, like, brought mortality into my life, and then I've just been so depressed ever since. Oh, fuck. All right, so, um, do we want to wait for John, or do we want to... I don't know. I texted starting to our, our group. <laughs> I, you saw I texted him probably four or five times the last couple of days, and he hasn't replied to any of them. Well, it's so. like he's looking at the messages but not replying to them. You know, right? You can like, see, you can weird. see what you can see his little icon that he saw it at, like right after I put it on there. But it's like, whatever. I'm not gonna be like so question mark. I'm just gonna let it, let it hang, whatever. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. I guess. We always record, but never put out an episode. What do you call a woman who's lost 95% of her intelligence? Divorced. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy homies, it's the Gutter Guru. Devout disciples, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Magic and Hash. The greatest magic comedy podcast available today where all fine podcasts are available. We're on the SoundCloud. Uh, we got Stitcher, um, iTunes. If y'all go over to iTunes, please rate us. Uh, leave a comment about how sexy we are. And uh, that really helps out the show a lot. Um, also, you know, if you want to be a part of Magic and Hash, the best way to do it is go on your ass on over to uh, patreon.com slash magic and hash. And um, you can be like our sexy uh, sponsors that bring you this show every week. Mr. Jason Roscom, uh, Mr. Brian Travis, Charles Burchett is another patron. Do, do we have any new Patreons this week that we, we can shout out right we, here? We do have a new Patreon. Uh, Dash... Schaffner, he's my man. I actually knew him back from elementary school, middle school, whatever, but he lives out in California. He runs the TCG player site for them and does a lot of work for them over there at Collector's Legion. Check out Collector's Legion. Collector's Legion. And what's this guy's name again? Dash. Is that his shoot name or is that like a nickname? Because that sounds, he almost sounds like he has like an 80s WCW guy's name or something. Yeah, it is. It's a new name. His his birth name was Lightning. Lightning Bolt. <laughs> Thunder. 
Daphne. <laughs> it was like uh, <laughs> it's like when people have the perfect name and then they um decide to like go with some other lame ass name as their nickname. It's like if you ever see that movie Zach and Mary make a porno. He's like, I want to be. My name is Chester the Molester von Kockenstein. They're like, that's the most amazing porn name ever. He's like, wait, I get a porn name? I want to be Pete Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I love uh, J Muse, dude. Jay inside the mob, yeah. awesome, dude. Dude, I mean, I don't see why, honestly, like why J Muse isn't more famous in his comedy movies because he. Like, have they typecast him? Because I feel like he could do more than just play as Jay, you know? And um, it seems like they've hemmed him in, and I think that he could be just as good of a uh, comedy personality for movies as, like, Adam Sandler or um, who's another guy we got a lot these days? Jonah Hill. I mean, Jonah Hill is great, and they let him play all types of different roles, but they're all kind of the same in the same way. And I just want to see, like, Jason Mewes really get a good run in, like, a real studio picture because I just think he's a very underutilized talent in Hollywood, man. Yeah, I think he's a really great comedic comedic guy. He he, he plays all these, like, uh, these character spots in movies. Like, you see him for a second, and it's kind of like, oh, hey, there's Jay. But um, if you listen to Jay and Silent, or Jay and Bob Get Old, which is a, a podcast put out by um, Jay Mewes and... Um, fucking Kevin Smith, they talk about a lot of that stuff. And Jay has, um, Jason has like this fear of makeup and stuff being put on his face. He gets like claustrophobia. So they did this movie that, that just came out. Um, it had these Bratzy characters in it. They were, they're Nazis made out of Bratwurst. And so he was supposed to be dressed up like the Bratzy. And then they would basically redo his image as all these little sausage people were attacking people or whatever. But when he put the makeup on, he started freaking out. So they had, um, they had the dude who was the little kid in the sixth sense. What's his name? Haley Joe Osman. Yeah. They had him signed up and, uh, he was like, sure. Yeah. I'd love to. And then within 10 minutes, like his, uh, his manager called Kevin. He's like, I can't do it. So Kevin like dressed up as, as these little bratsies. He's like, I'm Stephen Schwitzel. It's it's pretty wacky movie, but uh, it God, was, that movie sounds terrible. Dude. It is. It is. It's bad. Like his main, the main character is his daughter, and it's like they're teenagers. You know, if you ever saw, um, uh, I don't know, uh, Tusk or some of the other ones, like her his blonde teenage daughter is usually the clerk with her other teenage friend behind like the the counter at the gas station, and they're like really bitchy, and they're like yeah whatever, and they're like always on their phone and shit. They play the main characters, and so the whole through the whole movie, they're like, "Oh my god!" and like all this shit's happening and shit. It's it was not one of the best Kevin Smith movies by by any means. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't imagine so. Uh, man, it's like ever since Kevin Smith kind of moved away from the View Askew universe, like that's really what the like that whole View Askew universe. Um, you know, the Weinstein company put out all those films and started with Clerks and I think went all the way to, um, I want to say like the last, was, no, me. yeah, sure. But it went on like this kind of universe that all these movies went on and went all the way until Clerks 2, I want to say. It was like the last chapter in the View Askew universe. 
And then, of course, Kevin Smith, after that, he made Zach and Miri. Or maybe it was a little before Clerks, too. And that was good. But I feel like ever since he closed the chapter on that, like, his overall product has kind of, like, it doesn't have that distinctive flavor that Kevin Smith is known for anymore. Right. Um, they are coming out with Mallrats, too. Did you know that? It's coming out next year. No freaking way. Sick. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. So he he made all these campaigns. Is Jason movies. Lee going to be in it? Because I fucking love Jason Lee. Like, when they canceled My Name is Earl, I was so depressed. Because I fucking love Jason Lee, and that show is so good. Yeah, that hot chick that's in that movie, she gets naked in um, the the uh, Denzel Washington airplane movie. The beginning of that movie. Is it like, oh man, that's nice. Jumping for Joy, or whatever her name is. Or Jumping for whatever her name is. Remember that shit? She yeah, was, she was uh, jump, jump for joy. She was a porn or a stripper, but she would just go there on the stage and just jump and everyone throw dollar bills. Yeah, on. she couldn't dance. So she, um, what is her name? Shit, because she's in the league also. Um, oh, I can't think of the actress's name, it's but you're like talking about Nadine or, or something. I don't know. Any, uh, yeah, that the little Spanish little chick. Yeah, well, she's like, I think she's from Mexico or Puerto Rico, something like that. But, man, that chick is fire, dude. And you get to see her naked in that movie with Denzel Washington? Yeah, there's like a little fuck scene and shit, and she stands up and walks around, but it's like full frontal type shit. Like, nice. And that's in the beginning, right? Yeah, it's the first like five minutes. That's. I think that's a clever tactic to rope you in with uh, nudity of people that you've always wanted to see. I feel like that's an underutilized card that people aren't playing up. Because like when I first watched Orange is the New Black, you know, I think in like the first minute you get to see Laura Prepon, you know, taking a shower with uh, the girl that stars in I forget her name, the blonde. But it's just like, oh, my God, that's Donna from that 70s show Naked. This is the greatest show ever. And like I couldn't switch it off after that. And it turns out like Orange is the New Black's a badass show. But I don't know if I would have gotten that initial hook. If I had, they couldn't have gotten their hooks in me without those titties, dude. 100% the reason I tuned in was to see Laura Prepon naked. 150,000%. And then I stayed for the rest of the show because I was like, maybe I'll see titties in the, you know, you know, the rest of the show. Halfway through, I was just like, all right, you got me, you know? And then the next one, (laughs) right? You start getting, you start like shaping the characters, feeling for the characters. And then they get naked next week and you're like, fuck yeah, the show's great. Yeah, they've got they've definitely got a winning formula with that show there. Holy shit. How how quick do we get derailed without John around? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I just wanna, what's even going on with this podcast now? <laughs> I have like three more things I want to say about that, but fuck it. I, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna go on that anymore. But uh, I wanna take a minute um to mention something. We we just had National Women's Day. So we want to give a shout out here at Magic and Hash to the most overworked woman around. And you might think John Holland because he impersonates two different women, but it's actually Matt Hoover's wife. Shout out to Matt Hoover's wife. For sure, man. You have the internal organs of a breeding horse, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. And, you know, she's uh, military. And, of course, the Magic and Hash Network in general is a big-time supporter of our troops. You know, we've had our soldiers on the show before. So, yeah, 
Matt Hoover's wife, man, she's uh, defending our freedom and uh, slowly working on starting her own race. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're I hope like, that works out. They're like little ginger trans or little ginger Power Rangers. You know, they all like morph together and to make like a big Matt Hoover style fucking madness. Oh, they're like they're like a Voltron, bro. You like they come together to form like the ultimate the ultimate ginger. You know? <laughs> Plus, some people think gingers are evil, but if you can harness the ginger's power, you can use it for good, I think. And as a parent, like, if you can tame them somehow before they go wild at, at eight, you know how gingers, they usually lose their teeth and go wild, and, and um, you have to be put down at after eight. But I think mm-hmm. if you can, you know, calm them, maybe play a lute or, or some sort of violin, I think that's probably the way to go. I, I know that it's, like, chic to make fun of gingers, but there really are like a whole lot of badass gingers out there. I mean, Chuck Norris is a ginger. The undertaker is a ginger like uh, Houston uh, whitehead. Mr. Ginger ale, of course is a ginger. That guy's sweet. Uh, don't forget about Brian Rommel. Uh, you know, that's our homeboy. He's a ginger. I don't know, man. I feel <laughs> the, the sex panther is in the building yeah and i uh i was always blonde as a kid but as i grew up my hair turned red so i have this big red beard and it's like whatever and uh you know my hair's blonde on top my my beard is red and then my pubes are black so it just gets darker as you go down like i don't understand it right well here's an idea how about we scale it back a little bit from a box of amon cat and uh if you get a bingo like if Oh, here's what we should do. We should make the price structure just like at the bingo parlor. Like, if you just get, like, a straight bingo, then we'll give you, like, a play set of key to the city. If you get, like, all four corners or something, you know, maybe you get, like, a pack of uh, Oath of the Gate Watch. You know, and then, like, you know, if you get, like, the Superstar or whatever it is, then you get the box of Amonkhet. Are we still That's talking tight. about this? Jeez. Something that... Oh, uh, come on, happen. Tim. It's, it's fun. No way. All right, Sid will come up with a card and some funny categories, and um, and we'll do it. Sounds great. I'm excited because I want that Magic and Ash t-shirt. I have a box of them, and I can't wear any of them because they go to the Patreon members, and I'm not a Patreon member. There you go. Integrity, no compromise. Ignore all I'm going to put one of the squares them. as mummify will be a keyword. I'm not sure what it's going to do, but it will be a keyword. Yeah, there you go. Uh you know, creature type uh, uh, Anubis. There's going to be a red burn spell called Mummy's Breath or Pharaoh's Breath. Seventh, seventh basic land type pyramids. They will have waste. Oh, that's a good one. And it'll be Return of Eldrazi. Um, chariot that uses energy. Energy in general and prowess. A Pharaoh's sliver. See, Tim, I told you it was fun. Uh, no, this is terrible. So, oh, my fucking God. There's going to be a Rat Lord and a um, Aether porn uh, guy. Liliana was faking it all along. Is there anywhere you can get one of those playmats of, like, the Liliana and Chandra taking it out? Can you still order that? Dude, you can get any playmat you want. There's like a billion places where you just like give them the image. Oh yeah, 
We should just do one with like, the mag- Magic Nash card sideways. Like, just boom. like no shit. I hope to God this guy doesn't listen to me, but there's a guy I know in the city who has a play mat that's a picture of him in front of an airplane at the air show. That guy sounds like a pretty cool dude. That guy Craig, he makes play mats. What what was Craig? You know which Craig I'm talking about? He's like a part of yeah, Team Asian Persuasion. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. You guys want to do a uh, drive to work episode two? Yeah. Yeah, let's uh let's cue that after the bingo giveaway. We got because so much spectacular stuff coming up in Amonkhet. You're gonna be that, so thrilled. It, it should probably be it should probably be after the summer because that's usually when he does um a lot of his uh lessons learned shit, you know. So we need some time for him to fall on his dick a little bit more because oh my god, I cannot wait to hear how successful Kaladesh was. We thought people would like an Egyptian theme, but we did not have enough cats. Oh, speaking of, have you seen what the latest thing on fucking Rosewater's blog is? No, John. Nah, tell us about it, bro. On, John. Tell us about okay. it. So, you know how in uh, Aether Revolt there's these sky pirates? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's this big kerfuffle, if you will, and fucking Rosewater got himself into it because somebody asked some stupid-ass question about... Uh, who the pilot was on the ship because uh, what's her tits is the navigator, right? And Rosewater's like, oh, you shouldn't ask creative. I came up with this myself. And so now there's this fucking war on his Tumblr where he's trying to defend the difference between a pilot and a navigator and using Star Trek to uh, justify his actions. Well, in the flight of the navigator, the kid was actually the pilot. Um, and he wasn't. He was just kind of telling the ship you where to go. You have no idea how dead on you are. You have no fucking idea. Fly to the Navigator's Bay. Yeah, Fly to the Navigator was dope, dude. I haven't seen that shit in forever. Fly to the Navigator was like totally made by child molesters. Coming to my ship, it's translucent. I hide in the bushes over here. Wait, what? <laughs> It's totally like, ooh, it's our little secret ship. Don't tell anybody you climb into it and what you do in there. And this big penis-shaped thing with an eye on the end of it comes and talks to him when he's in the ship, and he's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and like it totally drips out those little steps that look like it's jizzing. John, glad to have you back. Oh, why, thank you. Kerfuffle was... There's this, you had me at Kerfuffle. There's there's a whole string of really weird-ass, like, um, Disney movie of the week or whatever that they were doing there for a while where they're all kind of, like, sci-fi-themed. Like, Flight of the Navigator is one of them, and there's, like, a couple other ones out there, and they're just all fucking weird. What's the one where the kids, like, build a ship out of, like, a trash and shit, and then they, like, kid, one kid, like, uh, makes, like, space a globe? Camp. No, he makes, like, a globe on his computer, and it, like, burns through, like, the wall, and they make it big enough where they can go inside of it, and then they go to this weird planet with, like, these aliens with, like, eyes on, like, googly fingers and shit. God, it was... Are you sure they didn't just go to Ethiopia? No, it was, like, before Goonies. It was, like, I think one of the kids was in it. It was fucking some shit. Fuck. Anyway, it was great. You should have seen it, John. You're old. I seriously, that might be a porno that you saw. An Ethiopian porno. Sexy. <laughs> Fucking Ethiopian porno is eating a bowl of rice. 
I fucking love rice, dude. Throw some gravy on that shit. Soy sauce, delicious. It's like she's she's like sexily opening the UN package and dribbling it into the bowl. Lap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Match can hash. Oh, it was called Explorers, I believe, 1985. It, it was about um, these kids. One of the kids was from. Uh, it had River Phoenix in it as a little kid. And it was before the stand, and they make this. He's like a genius, and they make a, a globe, and then they go in outer space. It's pretty wild. Um, it's got the kid from uh, what's the one where he's like the na- next door neighbor, and he can fly. He's like an angel or something. Are you fucking talking about powder? No, like uh, touched by an angel. You're totally talking about powder. No, he didn't fly. That guy was white, and he used like electricity guy. Oh, he so he totally flew at the end. Yeah, powder did fly, bro. With like lightning touching him or something. No, he's like straight yeah. up. Yeah. No, nah, like, he he, he did have lightning. the lightning touching him though. He like went up into the lightning or some shit. I I say I call that as flying because lightning alone cannot fucking lift you up. Well, I I've never been struck by lightning, John, but I have a thought that. It might. My mom got struck by lightning one time when she was a little girl, dude. She was like outside when a thunderstorm was going on and some lightning bounced off of the swing set in her backyard and hit her. And it was fucked up because her sister locked her out of the house because she thought that if like she touched her, she would get electrocuted. That's fucked up, man. The Explorers had young Ethan Hawke in it. Couldn't she just have won the lottery instead? Isn't there a better chance of that? When you get hit by lightning, are you standing in the same place when when you wake up? No, John. You're somewhere else. What, did it lift you up? Huh? Fucking knocked you on your ass, which is not what happened to Powder at the end of that movie. They took, like, uh, creative, you know... I cannot fucking believe I'm defending Powder. That movie is awful. That movie was pretty bad, but I thought it was cool. I, I thought it was going to be cool, and I went to go see it, and I wish I didn't. It's one of those movies that is, like, always on cable. I mean, like, literally every day, somebody is showing powder. What about Old School? That was a good one. You're my boy, Blue. Frank the Tank is based off of my dad. God, that movie's got to be, like, almost 15 years old, right? Once it hits your lips, it's so good. It was hilarious, dude. I love those movies. And then Dodgeball. I mean, there hasn't been like a really good comedy like that. You know, I guess they had like the Vegas one where they all like lose their memory. What was that one? And they had like three of the same movie. It's Even called though, The Hangover, dude. Jeez, I got one of those. But what was the movie called, John? Hardy Har Har. The Hangover. Remember Soylent Green, John? Yeah, Charlton Heston. That's like, what, 1975, I think? 73, John. Come on. 73, Jesus. It's people. It's all people. My favorite of that category has got to be Logan's Run. That movie is a fucking classic. They had, like, a different colored thing on their hand, and once they got old, they got killed, right? Yeah, and they've got, like, the awesome uh, robot guy that freezes people, and then there's the whole showdown, and the capital is overrun by cats, and the guy that's chasing them, spoiler alert, turn this off if you haven't seen uh, Logan's run yet, they fight inside the Senate chamber, and he spears him with an American flag, 
and it's surrounded by cats. How awesome is that? Man, Logan, they don't make them like that anymore, huh? <laughs> Logan they sure run. don't, with good reason. God, you know, remember uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? That was a hot one. It's like, I remember being a kid and watching that. I was like, man, you, you just crash a Porsche and you can just ditch school. This fucking movie's awesome. Don't well, everybody you knows, like, forget about me. Everybody, like, you know the fucked up theory about that, right? What? That, like, uh, Ferris doesn't actually exist. He's like a figment of the other dude's imagination. Oh, it's kind of like a Fight Club type thing? Yeah, before Fight Club was cool. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of scenes where that guy's not even around, but I see where he, he's trying to, like, break that guy out of his shell the whole time. But, uh, Ferris hooks up with the chick at the end, not him, right? Ferris doesn't hook up with anybody. Doesn't he kiss the chick after they're dancing in the street and doing all the shit? I don't know. It's been so fucking long since I saw that movie. I just, I remember, like, him setting up his bed and, like, snoring. And I was like, all right, ditching school. Bogus. So, um, John, what's your probably favorite book of all time? Candide. Who wrote that? Voltaire. Are you done talking about Logan's Run yet? I had to turn it off because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it was terrible, dude. I, I can't believe like I didn't want to just like bail on him too. It been terrible. No, Logan's Run is great. My parents would watch that shit all the time when I was a kid. It's like an old old person movie. Oh, is it like To Kill a Mockingbird or something? No, it's like um, no, it's okay. You know, you, you've seen uh, Austin Powers, right? Fuck yeah, Shagadelic. Yeah, okay, like you know the uh guy Basil that's like Austin's handler? Like he's he's the star. Basil Exposition? Yeah. How does that guy keep going from having short hair to long hair in that movie? I just don't get it, dude. He's like one of those Play Doh things that just like stick hair in the back and like press the lever and it comes out the top. <laughs> Alright, so the um which Mad Max movie was your favorite? The first one? Because the first one, a lot of people actually haven't seen the first one. It's about, like, half the movie is not, like, crazy Knight Rider or crazy apocalyptic deal. He's like, has a family and stuff, and they get pulled over by some cops, and they get pulled out of the car, and then his, his wife and daughter, or kid get run over by the car, and he goes and he hunts down all those fucking, like, renegade cops. And then that's the first one. And the second one, he's just, like, already battered, just alone motherfucker out on the dusty trail or whatever but uh the first one's real real fucking crazy i would say thunderdome man it had tina turner in it she's bad rolling on the river and it had a master blaster no you totally gotta say mad max is the best one the newest one the new feminist one no mad max like the first one's called the road warrior the second one's called mad max the third one's called thunderdome and the fourth one's uh fury road yeah, I liked Mad Max too, John, with the little kid who was like uh, through boomerangs. It was it was like a boy or a girl, but it looked like a monkey. Yeah, I mean, you've got the greatest line, the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. There's the whole switcheroo thing at the end that totally fucks him over. You know, you've got the Ornithopter pilot. Um, totally the best. It was good. Like Thun- uh, Thunderdome's just a little bit too fucking. It's a little bit too Indiana Jones like, you know. I like it. I think the Thunderdome's really my though. favorite. I watch. I haven't watched Mad Max since I was like really young. 
I just remember as being like a young cat, Thunderdome appealed to me the most. You know what movie reminded me of Mad Max a lot? Do you guys ever see Waterworld with Kevin Costner? And uh, Man, I saw that shit in the theater, son. Me too. It's good shit. At the time, that was like the most expensive movie ever made. I wonder if it's still the same. Paper. No, there's no paper. Way. I've never seen paper. Can you believe that Tim had a fucking Waterworld impersonation he was just waiting to whip out? Fuck yeah, dude. It's a good movie. <laughs> okay, you want to see something? Okay, two movies here. Sid, I think you might have seen one of them. Um, have you ever seen Gummo? Ooh, that one's bad. That's like X-rated. Nope. X-rated. It's, it's got taken G-rated. out of like all... all. It's not G-rated. It got taken out of a lot of movie stores and shit. It's about a kid who like goes all crazy like kills animals and shit no is he all fucked up he does all fucked up shit he walks around in like a, a bunny uni- costume and shit uh the, there's somebody in a bunny costume are you thinking of donnie darko no oh i've seen donnie darko that movie's sweet dude no i'm like he, uh, no he's like uh there's a guy with like bunny ears in it there's a clip of it in belly with a bunny ear guy in it but yeah the kid walks around he walks around like with his shirt off through a lot of the movie and he wears pink bunny ears He's just a weird kid. It doesn't weird. Like from... Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'll send you a clip. I'm looking at. I'm, I looked at. Dude, I. Dude, I have this thing on DVD. I've seen it a million times. All right. Type Gummo into Google and look at the images. I don't know, man. I never saw Gummo. You, I never went to your house because you know you were afraid that I would find out about your deep dark secret. Oh yeah, that's right. The deep dark secret. Okay, so moving on. Another one that's really awesome for you, uh, The Island of Lost Children. Damn, I haven't seen that one either. Like, where? Are, what are these movies? Are you talking about Children of the Flies, where they drop the rock in the fat kid? That's Lord of the Flies. That's Lord, Lord of the Flies. Flies. Talking about The Island of the Lost Children. Okay, you type Google in there, and the kid in the bunny ears is not the main kid in the movie. Right, yeah, he's the kid that gets killed, right? They drop him off the, the fucking no. turnpike or some shit? Don't they, they don't do fucking some fucked up shit? No, they don't do some. They don't do. Oh my god! Have you seen this movie? Or are you just like googling it? All right, they they're like, "Hey, pussy faggot, bitch, motherfucker!" In in the the junkyard, and they're pointing at the the kid in the bunny ears, and the gummo's just like kind of the bystander, like watches stuff through the whole movie. But it's all kind of just fucked up people and shit. He's like poor, and they're all just kind of like fucked up people. And the the older kids are the ones that kill like cats and and shit like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now you're making sense. No, nah, I haven't seen that. Sounds sad. Dude, you need to see it. It is awesome. It is fucking awesome. You'll love it. I think there's some titties in there, too. All right, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, but uh, Island of the Lost Children, it like starts off with about five minutes of Santa Claus screaming. Is it because the ultimate warrior kidnapped him and locked him away? Uh, No. That was like a storyline in the Ultimate Warrior comic book. Is okay. like he correction he kidnapped it's, Santa Claus and tied him. Correction, up. it's a city of lost children. City of lost city children. of lost children. Yeah. Nope, I don't know that one either. You will so not what be disappointed. In, what happens in the movie, John? Um, it's just really super fucked up. Really, really super fucked up. I, I kind of like. It's very hard to describe it without like giving it away. Okay, I'll check. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter, Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit any of us up, we'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out.